With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to the astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride and this is our third show of 2021 um, and I've been absent for a month. It appears, uh, and that's just because, unfortunately, or fortunately, I've been very busy on working Monday through Saturday. I find I need to take Sundays off sometimes, which doesn't fit in with my plan to always have my show on Sunday, and I've got to figure that out. But um, I'm going to try to be more regular at least once or twice a month, um, and so hopefully another another show here before the end of March. And um, what we're doing today is I thought we'd turn our attention to uh, another major uh, thing occurring in this year for the, for the planet, and that is uh, the alignment of um, Saturn with Uranus in what's called it the waning square aspect in their cycle of relationship. Um, and as I post, uh, posted in my little uh, announcement for the, for the show today, um, it's the relationship between the old and the new in our life and how that uh, it really drives the story in many respects of the human journey in awakening and uh, we'll take a look at that first and then i'll open up the show to any and all questions and i'll call upon you as best i can in order that you appear in the queue here um, and you may have a question about the show itself and that'd be great we can talk about that or how it how it is uh shows up in your own chart which would be interesting um or you can ask me any question and of course if you're asking about your chart or someone else's chart i would need their um your first name certainly just give that to me and then the birth date and place of that your chart of that other person's birthday uh as well as the time of birth if you have it that's always great but not necessary uh, but definitely preferable. Um, and then uh, again, of course, if you want to reach me, you can always email me at my name, which is just Bill at tried, all one word, Bill at tried at gmail.com. Or you can try to go on social media and find my phone numbers and whatever and give me a call and maybe make a suggestion about a future show or our topic, as well as reach out to me personally if you want some um, uh, suggestions in terms of reading materials, because I have quite an extensive library in spiritual books as well as in uh, and metaphysical books as well as astrology. Or if you want to get a personal reading, that's what I do Monday through Saturday. <laughs> and so uh, you can certainly uh, get on the calendar with me and get a reading with me uh, if you wish. Um, and I think that's all I needed to cover today. There are no other, ma well, there's always stuff going on up there. Uh, no other major things like no Mercury retrograde now again until May and other things. We, of course, just had our new moon really yesterday. Um, so we're in a new moon and once a month. There's sort of a, a seeding, if you will, of new energy forms as we have that new moon that then plays out for the next 14, 15 days or so to the full moon and so on. And so we're in a new moon period, which means a time of beginnings um, for that arena of life in general and in one another's charts. But today I thought we'd talk about something um, more sort of weighty or significant and more long-term in terms of cycling, not month to month, but in this case, uh, a cycle that lasts for 45 years and has an interesting uh, relationship in terms of cultural and spiritual and even economic developments for the planet. So we'll, we'll take a look at all those. Um, so let us begin with, with what we're going to talk about today, uh, which is I, I want to talk about this very significant alignment in 2021 of the waning square of Saturn to Uranus. Um, their synodic cycle of relationship is 45 years, that is from conjunction to conjunction. Um, and their, their dynamic and integral relationship, interrelationship really, holds together the experiences and contrasting qualities of what we call conservative versus innovative energy forms. Saturn represents or holds the energy form of traditions, institutions, and what we experience as the status quo. 
It is the vehicle for our appreciation and attachments to those realities in all the parts of our lives that have stood the test of time. Our very existence and livelihoods, our present culture and civilization, are here precisely because of what was made and passed down to us by our ancestors. We owe them so very much for making the world that we have today. From the perspective of Saturn, what is old is proven, has proven its worth, and so we should preserve and maintain that way of doing or being as much as we can. In other words, if it's not broken, please don't fix it. At the whole of creation, is the journey and evolution of spirit moving through forms of manifestation that are the vehicles for the innumerable spiritual monads for progressive self-realizations. The whole universe is growing and therefore the whole universe is constantly changing and over time evolving and unfolding into ever more perfect forms that are indeed what I like to call the song of spirit. This is certainly true. For there to be growth, there must be change. <laughs> One of the avatars that informs and shapes those changes is held for us by Uranus, which is the avatar of higher consciousness or freer minds. The ancient teachings hold that on one level of our understanding, the story of spirit and the luminous song of spirit is the saga of consciousness and that every particle of creation is part of the one mind of the one. In effect, the whole of creation is alive and conscious, and each one of us is like a little star of consciousness in the one consciousness that is creation. So Uranus elicits and promotes our growth and therefore much of the change we experience in our reality forms, and it does this by expanding the range and depth of our thought forms. Uranus as the awakener breaks through the boundaries of our present day ideas, concepts, and beliefs. It shatters the self-created shell of our circumscribed space, which defines and differentiates that which is real and knowable from that which is false or unknowable for us with our more limited understanding at any one time. Uranus rules the ability of a freer mind to experience a more inclusive understanding of what is really real. As such, it operates as the contrarian, as that instrument that provides our spiritual capacity to see beyond our self-cast shadows that blind us to the greater reality that is truly present all around us, but of which we can only perceive and understand within a limited range of manifestations and dimensions. What does this mean for our present consideration of the Saturn-Uranus relationship? It is that as much as Saturn will hold us to that which has stood the test of time, Uranus is there to remind us that every single part of this creation was at some point new. What is now a tradition and truth was at some point a new or better idea or formulation or procedure or method. Saturn reminds us to treasure and preserve what we have, but Uranus reminds us that we are only here because of change, because some energy form in the past moved beyond the old into something more. What we find in the dynamic interweaving of Saturn and Uranus is the beating heart of our journey as we balance preservation with innovation, tradition with invention, the well-worn path versus the path not yet taken. What we should find is that the conjunction or new moon of Saturn with Uranus should be a moment when some new idea or ideas, some contrarian or innovative seeds would be released. Then over the next 45 years, the hierarchy of ideas and forms would go through various stages of conflict and or integration until the next conjunction. For the last 170 years, the series of conjunctions occurred in 1852, 1897, 1942, and 1988, with the next conjunction due to arrive in 2032. We often cannot see at the conjunction or new moon what has started, 
but it does become apparent at the waxing square. What we would expect to see is that at the waxing square, there would be some formation of a conflict or struggle between the new and the old. So, for example, in U.S. history, and just focusing upon one but a major consideration of our ever-present struggle to extend equal rights to all U.S. citizens, we could see the conjunction of 1852 being understood with reference to the waxing square, which came in 1860-62. In one prime example or area, the 1852 seed would be the ever-enlarging understanding about the evil of slavery leading to the formation of the Republican Party, the election of Lincoln, and the Civil War that followed in 1860. In a similar manner, we would expect the next moment in the cycle, the opposition of Saturn and Uranus, to be rather climactic and stark, revealing the integration of the old and the new in some new fusion, or, by failure, a breakdown between the old and new ways. In our current example, that would be the late 1870s and the failure of Reconstruction and the reinstitution of servitude for the former slave population through segregation and terror. More recently, the conjunction of 1942 was more definitively revealed by the waxing square in 1951-52, as the struggle again between traditional ways and the push towards greater freedom witnessed the birth of the modern civil rights era, with local and state governments on up to the Supreme Court moving to break up the segregation in the South and the North, and following that, the opposition, which again is like the full moon of Saturn with Uranus in 1965 and to 67, witnessed the most consequential civil rights laws being passed and enforced since the Civil War and Reconstruction eras. But what about our period? We are at the other major aspect of any cycle, which is the waning square, of the cycle that began at the Saturn-Uranus conjunction in, eight, in 1988. If we look at the previous times of the waning square, we can discern a fundamental pattern of meaning. Those previous moments to ours were 1930-31 and 1975-77. If a waxing square is known as a crisis of building, a choice about which path to take from an inception point, a waning square is known as a crisis in consciousness. What do we mean, or why do we call this square a crisis in consciousness? It is because the opposition that precedes it's like a full moon. It is the revelation for that cycle of manifestation. Whether that revelation was a triumphant or a sorrowful moment, it will be at the waning square of the cycle that we must come to a reckoning. We face a choice about which ideas, beliefs, truths, and the actions that follow from these will be the ones that resolve the crisis that we now face. In some fashion, the ideas and ideologies that formed and guided our path from 1988 led to the revelation of the opposition, or full moon, of 2008-2010. That was certainly a memorable moment, as the world dealt with the mortgage debt crisis and all economies and cultures faced the results of how well or poorly their journey of humans was faring at that point. What we saw then was how unfair and unequal our way of meeting one another's needs was here and equally around the world. There were massive attempts to salvage a broken economic order, to make some reparations and attempt some fixes. And so we continued along our path after these adjustments were made, as if all were now fine. Given what has happened in the past year, almost all would agree, or have to agree, that we failed to really address the yawning gap of good growth that should have been for one of one and all in 2008 and 2010, and that our system of meeting one another's needs failed in 2020, but in a far more devastating manner. In this moment, we face a turning once again, and the beliefs that had shaped us since the 1980s 
up to now are being tested. What is the message? For me, the mantra of the less government, the better is now officially over. We have seen that when we let the private so-called free market, whose only value of consequence is quantity, when we let the unregulated and self-interested actions of individuals determine all other values in our world, the eternal values of beauty and kindliness and equality and equity and justice, are diminished and spoiled. When we seek only quantity, we turn away from our most essential value and duty, which is to love and cherish, cherish one another and this beautiful earth. What I've been examining here are the mundane or worldly effects of this alignment. But you might want to know what does it mean for each of us in its more personal or individual effects? Well, for all of us, no matter what our individual chart might indicate, we are at a moment where we need to hold together and apply in an integrative, balanced manner our respect for tradition and yet equally our openness to innovation. We must not react with fear and hold on to that whose time has clearly passed, nor be tempted by the thrill of supposed freedom by leaping with abandon into the unproven and untested. The way of spirit is always the middle path, the royal road of wisdom, humility, and love. For each of us, we can look to see where Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus in Taurus are in the wheel of our own chart. We can see the message they hold by what houses are connected and interrelated by the influence of Saturn in one house while Uranus is in another. For example, if Uranus is in your first house while Saturn is in your fourth house now, it would indicate that you are feeling or being asked to free yourself with regards to your persona or personality. Your image and your projection of self is being urged to free yourself from a more limited form of self-expression with regards to your demeanor and disposition. The challenge posed by Uranus is, who are you? More deeply, the source of this growth is being elicited by your coming to a new understanding of your motivations and intentions at this point in your journey. Meanwhile, Saturn in your fourth house is reminding you to remain tethered, anchored, and centered in the truth of your being with regards to your roots and your ancestry and your family and culture and civilization. On the one hand, you want to break free, while on the other hand, you need to remain rooted. Yes, it seems they are in conflict and that you must choose one or the other. But in spiritual truth, the only way is the way through both, because each of these qualities are necessary to each other and to you. You cannot be absolutely or perfectly free to do or be or behave as you wish. You must be shaped, formed, guided, and attached to those truths which have stood the test of time. Number one in these is to love one another. And number two is to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In this case, you would be striving to free yourself to a more perfect form of self-expression while being guided by your essential anchor of unconditional love rooted in our human family. Now, if we were to consider the alignment of Saturn and Uranus to a planet or planets in our chart, your chart, then the meanings for you would be more focused upon that quality of your being. The degrees of their exact alignment will be in the fixed signs during this year of Taurus and Aquarius at 7, 11, and 13 degrees. So let's say you had Saturn and Uranus each aspecting your Mercury this year. What might that mean? Well, on the one hand, Uranus would be eliciting the necessity to free your mind from prior constraints or restraints and events a more contrarian, questioning, and disruptive influence in your thinking and messaging. But Saturn would be weighing in with the equally insistent pressure 
to hold to convention and normality out of fear of being challenged by authorities and the weight of belief residing in the old ways of thinking. But of course, what you really must do is hold them together and find the way through reaction and fear versus overacting and rebellion. We can also derive both personal and universal meanings from understanding the message of this alignment of Saturn and Uranus by the essential nature of their position in Aquarius and Taurus, respectfully. Saturn in Aquarius is the test of social consciousness and conscience, and the essential meaningfulness of our very own individual nature is formed nurtured and guided by our companions and our communities, that we are all made by and part of one another. Uranus in Taurus is calling each and every one of us to remember the true nature of value, which is that within each and every particle of creation is the source of life and consciousness for every one of us, and that is divine and unconditional love. The truth is, we are all precious beyond any finite measure, and one could say that the essential part of our spiritual journey is to hold this truth in our hearts so that we will treat one another and all creatures great and small with that same unconditional love that made you and me. Okay. Um, that's, that's what I wanted to say about that today. Um, of course I have <laughs> a lot more to say about that and probably well over the course of this year, since this is the, uh, as I said, the messaging we're going to be receiving through the course of this year and every and all days of our lives, certainly, but it's in focus right now. And so, um, uh, we can, we can, um, take comfort from that, that we're being given this guidance and, and, and sort of um, inspiration to hold ourselves onto that straight and narrow path. Okay. So I thought I would, let me just, I should remind myself, drink a sip of tea, Bill. So my, my throat is a little more, has a little more fluid in it. There, that's good. Um, and I can t call on each and every one of you that's waiting here, hopefully, and see what you have for me today. So I'm going to call on the um, the first caller in the queue here. And as I do so, I'm going to I'm going to mention what area code I'm clicking on, so to speak, because I got to click on it to open up the the talk or the unmute you basically. Uh, and so that's where you might know who I'm calling upon in case you can't tell. So I'm calling on somebody who is, uh, whose area code is 805, okay? All right, and we're connected. Okay, hello, you're on with Bill, who's this? Oh, hi, Bill, this is Donna, how are you? I'm fine, how are you, Donna? Good, thank you. Okay, good. Looking forward to good things. To, to, do you want my birthday? Um, let me see, do I have it already? What, what's your birth date? I think you might. 42254. Uh, let me look. Yes, there you are. Let me click on your chart and or your name and bring it into the to the program here and I'm looking at your chart. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what what can I do for you? <laughs> well, uh about a week and a half ago I went through the back vaccination line in my car to get my vaccine and at the end I met a fellow um named Larry. Uh -huh. And we hit it off. He was flirting with me. I was flirting with him, and I told him I'd be back in three weeks to get my second shot. And he says, oh, please do ask for me. Get in my lane and all. So I wanted to know how the love life looks for me. <laughs> you know, or, and finally. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because there's COVID, you know, who knew it? We were going to bring us together and find new love through our vaccination program. <laughs> yeah. um, you never know. Uh, spirit, spirit works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Um, well, let me see where everything is for you right now. I mean, obviously, um, you, you remember you've got Virgo as your rising sign, which means there's a bunch of planets now moving through through Pisces, the opposite sign, the sign of your seventh house. And indeed, you have there now the planet Neptune and Venus and the sun um, all remaining there. Neptune there for many years to come. It just started. 
but the sun and Venus there for for many weeks. So when did you when did you have this encounter? What day was it? Did you say? Uh, I don't know the exact day, but um, it was about a week and a half ago. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that 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 that's fine. Then so what? Um, let's just see what what are the aspects occurring in your chart at this time. So let me actually do this. Let me sort it by day and time as opposed to planet and just see so if we're on March the 14th now we're talking late February right for you okay well it was in that last week of February that you actually had a very significant uh, change in terms of where planets are in your chart Um, let me make sure I've got this right oh oh, oh, hold on got to get to the Hold on. <laughs> okay. Um, and what that was is that you you have it that had at that time in the last week of February, the planet Jupiter, which has been in your fifth house since last year, um, actually lined up at the very top of your chart um, in that third final week of February, and lined up with your Mercury exactly also on or about February 23rd. Um, so for both those reasons, there is this opportunity for growth and expansion in terms of self-expression and self-realization, creativity and love in general when Jupiter is in our fifth house. Um, but having this alignment said it sort of aligned, it made it sort of come to life, so to speak. It's like t- tying the chart together. So yes, there was something significant there. I, I wouldn't say it's the be all end all of everything here, but it shows that uh, once I go ahead and get some important connection made or messaging coming to to me uh, in some form or other was very likely at that time. Okay, um, uh-huh. so that's 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 interesting. Let me just see what else is going on here. If I go up and down the planetary alignments of this year, um, it's there. And where's our good friend Saturn? has still and of course you do during this whole period you have saturn going through your fifth house all during 20 well started in 2019 all 2020 and lasts until march 2022 so this is also very significant that serious things happen in regard to our self-realization and experiences in love when saturn the teacher is in that house so yeah there there's something serious there um I would always remind you also right now, though, that Neptune's continuing that dance in your seventh house and lining up with things in your in your chart that says, well, you know, things can look pretty amazing, but they also usually are not what they seem. But that means that means it could be better than it seems. (laughs) You know, it's just like sometimes we're dismissive (laughs) because we we thought we were going to see something, but it wasn't quite what we saw or we're surprised at the upside. Wow, we thought it wasn't anything, but look what it is, really. And so it's we just have to say, I can't know. Um, obviously, it's it's an encounter, and I need to to sort of see how it might unfold as each of us individually and then perhaps together make choices, right? So I would certainly tell you right now, because Neptune is so strong in your chart, that it is affecting you it is affecting your emotional perceptiveness uh, because it's going over your moon this year which on the one hand can give you clear seeing emotionally like looking through things and seeing them more truly if i don't get in the way and that means don't want to see something or afraid to see something but just look at something with an open mind like with the eyes of a child then i can see through to an underlying truth but that's tricky really tricky for us humans because we do want to see something or we are afraid we're going to see something so it's hard to really hold ourselves in that stance of true perfect neutrality but that is the challenge this year for you emotionally um and so something wonderful and beautiful and special can happen um but also you could become confused or mystified by what's happening equally too it all depends on us. The energy is just there. And to the extent that we stay centered in our own truth and don't let ourselves get too pulled up or pulled down by longing or fear, we can see things more truly as they are. And that's a gift you have at this time. But it's a but most gifts are challenging. <laughs> okay. 
Um, yeah. So, 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 you know, um, I would say, sure, there's something there. And, and I would just, you know, hopefully, so you're waiting to go back for your second shot to be, to see that person again. Is right. That, and then I got some real pretty cards made up. So I'm going to give him one of my cards that has my phone number and email. Uh-huh. And then it'll be in his court. Oh, yeah, and exactly. No, no. It's, it's yeah. like, you know, I've been here. I was brought to you, seemingly, uh, and you then to me. And now here I am, and we'll take it from there. Sure. But you never know. Um, you know, I never think of anything as being a chance. And the energies are so, we can't always see how they're all, everything's connected. But it's like those special moments when you just feel like, oh, let me turn here. You don't know why on a street or something. And you go down around a corner, and you bump into somebody that you haven't seen in a long time. And it's like, it's like a magic m- moment. Like, how did this happen? Because everything's connected. <laughs> and so, uh, but we don't yeah. see all the connections, but you know, we've got to sort of go with guys who say, go with the flow. Let's see what this is. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to get all worked up about it. Cause then I might put pressure on it. That might turn it in a way that isn't okay. good. Right. So I just want to be open mm-hmm. is the key. Okay, Donna. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll all wait to hear what happens, okay? <laughs> so, okay. okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Have a great all day. Right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. Uh, okay. And now, let's see. Uh, now I'm going to area code 203. Um, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. Hi. Hi, Bill. It's Pat. It's been a while. Okay. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Pat, um... Now, uh, let me get into the database here, and you said 12, oh, uh, July 12, 53? Yeah, here you are. Okay, good. I've got you. That's right. Okay, sure. Okay. What can I do for you? It's been since October. Mm-hmm. One misfortune after another, not to be negative. Not to be negative. Every time. I get beyond it. I gather myself up to step forward and get going again, and it has not stopped, literally up until this week. Mm. And um, I, th- I thought I'd call you because I kind of feel like maybe it is stopping. I mean, I don't feel it's n- I'm not being shown that it's stopping, I guess maybe wishful thinking, but what can you see about it? And it's a lot of devastation on all levels, materially, financially, um, spiritually, uh, health-wise, everything, you know, that kind of it's this... has got me really, hmm. everything's torn apart and thrown away. Okay. Again. And you say this is actually something you've, you've felt or experienced or recognized as happening since the fall of 2020, right? Or, or earlier than that? Since or? August. I'll, since... Tell you, okay. I'll tell you, actually things were going really well and, and finally making success. And I had a stroke. Um, August 8th. Oh my God. It was mild. Oh, and wow. in a way it's, it's, you know, it's good cause I'm learning a lot and changing and, um, it wasn't anything. It was one of those strokes that they don't know why happened. So in a way that's good. It's not, you know, caused by this or that or whatever. So uh, yeah, it could be, okay, that, forward it, with health and, yeah, that, it, that it could be a one-off and just some erratic thing that was thrown out and, and caused a stroke. And it's not like you have a underlying condition that says exactly. more strokes are coming right yeah um yeah we don't exactly yeah sometimes sometimes not knowing is a, is a gift saying okay it, there's nothing showing here so we'll just move on um and then yeah. then um my mechanic through negligence um uh, burned out my engine mm. and that's like forty five thousand dollars worth of a loan and now it's small claims court and and you know, I mean, I'm just starting that because I found him extremely defensive. And from there, uh, an emergency with a dog, so that's more money, but he's okay, thank God. Everything is sort of thank God. And finding out that my insurance is not covering a $600 bill just the other day. So, you know, it, it doesn't stop. It's all bad news. It's stuff to deal with. And yeah. I'm kind of, well, that's it. Okay. On and on, stuff like that. A oh, traffic oh. ticket. No. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see what's going on. I mean, you do have as the underlying beat of everything is always that progress chart, the progress moon, and you are now going through that period in 2020 and 21 of your progress moon going through Capricorn. Now that doesn't 
is not necessarily a bad time, but it is the opposite sign to cancer. And whereas cancer is spontaneous yeah. and moving and everything is sort of flowing in a more spontaneous way, Capricorn is about you know, duty and responsibility and structures and the status quo yeah. and dealing with restrictions and impediments. It's like, you know, Capricorn's that. And so when the moon's going through Capricorn, we're dealing with the hierarchy of our life and who we're responsible for and who's responsible to us and are the responsibilities being met or fulfilled or not. And we're seeing how well the system's working. Now, we know no system's perfect, whether we created ourselves or the larger world around us is certainly imperfect. Um, and so this uh, is a time where I realize, you know, my first responsibility is to myself and I got to take care of me and and to build out from within because that's the only thing I can control is myself. <laughs> but right. but I do have to rely upon yeah. others to do things and be do their job or fulfill their role. And this is a time where I'm seeing how well or not that is working. And obviously you're having some challenging or negative experiences with that. Uh, probably a principal elicitor for some of that shock and surprise in this last period for you has been that planet Uranus. It's been it's been actually going over your moon and your Mercury in 2020 to early 2021 here. I mean, the good news is, in this case, is that once we get past March the 18th and give it a few days beyond or even weeks beyond that, you finish this transit of Uranus to your moon and Mercury. But that would have meant you were going to be, Uranus to moon is like, you're going through one shock after another. Your emotional center and centered well-being yeah. is not to be had. And so it's a very rootless year, a year of being, realizing security is not out there. It's only in here because I can't rely upon anything out there kind of a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a time to really find, yeah. build my security from within again. But I feel very unstable. I feel unmoored and I get a number of shocks to my system, you know, whether it's someone saying something or doing something or something happening to me where there was no warning, literally, Uranus is no warning. It's like comes out of the blue. Yes, um, absolutely. I, and, I, and I've helped those, I felt those shocks of Uranus to my chart. And, and I, you know, I always say all my planet, the planets are all our friends. They're all, they're all doing good things for us, but some are not so gentle. <laughs> and so I have yeah. respect for Uranus's shocks because they do are like lightning bolts. Um, they're not like slowly building in and some, we just sort of creeping feeling that something's changing. It's more like wham, bang, you know, um, like, like when Uranus went into Aries, we were celebrating, celebrating, we're honoring that anniversary 10 years ago when it went into Aries. And that was the day of the Fukushima earthquake in Japan. And now Uranus wow. rules earthquakes. Now we don't say it caused that. But it's kind of an interesting coincidence <laughs> that, that sure. you know, that yeah. one of the biggest earthquakes, you know, they've ever had there in a long time happened on that very day. So we do have a healthy respect for Uranus. And this would have mean you would have been more on edge and more nervous and your mind more rattled uh, all this last year into right now. And the good news that means is moving beyond March, let's say, that influence will now fade away. You will calm down. You'll be less nervous. Your emotions will will become more centered. That's what you can depend upon. You're now waiting for the however. And the however is, <laughs> remember Saturn and Uranus <laughs> are dancing along together, right? Well, now that Uranus moves beyond yeah. your moon and Mercury, now Saturn comes over your moon and Mercury, okay? Um, that's a little more mm -hmm. focused and a little and, and less no don't know what's going on it's like very clear but saturn to the moon means this is a year for you and you felt it very much in february you get a break for a while now it'll come back in august september then you get a little break and it's back in november whenever saturn's over our moon we're feeling sort of cut off emotionally and our needs aren't being met and other people aren't you know giving us the comfort we need but when we feel that way, we often pull in and make our problem worse. And so the message of Saturn yeah. to Moon is reach out and ask for help. Call up a friend. Say, let's get together or whatever it is. And, and it makes you feel good. And also by reaching out to your friend or friends, you realize, oh, my God, I've got a friend who's in dire straits and needs me as much as I need somebody. And by helping them in their time of need, that also makes me feel better because it's about our connectedness mm -hmm. to one another. So. This is a time when you might feel disconnected and cut off from others. It's a real feeling, but it's on you to reach out and reconnect. Don't pull back. Reach out is the message. 
and with Saturn on your. I'm going to put that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Good. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to put those months up on my calendar to remind me. Can I give you some quick feedback? Well, one, one more thing, and then Saturn on Mercury says equally your mind's being tested. And when our mind's being tested because of events out there or people we're encountering who are challenging us or whatever, we either go into a defensive crouch and become defensive in our thinking, which means we're not thinking so adeptly, yes. or we just dismiss them because we don't yes. want to hear it, and then we're not getting some information we might benefit from. So the key is keep your mind open. Just because someone challenges me doesn't make them right and me wrong or vice versa. Usually in most cases... We're both partly right and partly wrong, and only through having a conversation can we come to a better understanding. So, But it is a time when you might have a harder time keeping your mind positive. This is a time when a mind can yes. go negative, okay? And just, you know, it's like you look at the glass and it's always half empty, not half full. And that makes all the difference in our life. And so you need to work on positive thoughts not not saying oh things aren't negative but it's like let me focus on something good right now let me let, let me not dwell on this thing that just happened or didn't happen let me focus on the things i can find that are positive and make that how i hold my mind for as long as i can and reduce the amount of negative thoughts that are occupying my space okay that's that's the challenge that's really helpful okay and yeah, and this past year is giving me more experience to shore up, to be more positive. I know, that's helpful to know that this is still ahead of me. Yes, it's not, um, it's not gone yet. And also reaching out. <laughs> yeah, you will feel very okay. different. You will feel very different in 2022 because that's when your progressed moon goes into Aquarius, which is a much, well, lighter sign than Capricorn, let's say. Um, and, of course, you'll be much better off when Saturn's moved beyond your moon and Mercury, but we're, we're talking, you've got this moment now, again, it's coming back in August into early September, so that that month or six weeks might be kind of rough, and then you get a brief break, and then it comes back in, in November, so those are the three periods that you really have to, you should always practice this, but be more especially practicing these these, yes. these things we said to do, okay? November for how long? Um, it's the month of November because it, it's one. It's Saturn okay. coming over your moon first, then your Mercury. So it sort of ties, since they're so close together, I like in planets that are close together okay. like strings on an instrument. If you pluck one string, the other one starts vibrating. So it's it, they're really blind. They're being too, keyed up together. So one is first and okay. one second, but they're sort of carries on through the whole month then. Okay. This okay. is so very helpful. Okay. And, and for the future, it will be helpful. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Pat. Good you. to talk to Thanks you. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye-bye. Good to talk to you, Good too. Bye-bye. To Bye. Okay. Um, let's see who else we have here. Okay. Hi, you're on with Bill. Who is this? This is area code 808. Um, I should have said that. I'm sorry. Uh, who's here? Hello? Is it me, Bill? I don't know. Is it me? I, I, you are definitely talking to me, so it must be me. Who is me? <laughs> it's me, Sandra Jean Boyd. Oh, hi. In, hi. Uh, YTT. In, oh, boy. Aloha. Aloha. And you didn't change times. We, we changed, but you in Arizona are, walk your own path. You say, no daylight time for us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that's different. I'm not used to it, but it's cool too. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's nice of you have to change your clocks twice a year. Just it's always going to be what it is, right? <laughs> and it's like it's okay. Um, I was just like trying to figure out what what time do do I start your call this morning? So exactly. Now we're six hours. I, I'm doing that constantly. Yeah, I'm with clients around the world constantly yeah. figuring out. You know what if i'm calling them at this time mm -hmm. we're setting up a session what time is it for them sometimes it's even the question mm -hmm. like with people in the far east it's like what day is it because i could we can cross the date line and I'm, I'm calling them one day and they're receiving they're answering me in another it's it's weird but you just get used to it um what can i do for you today sandra yeah. okay so well uh first thing i want to say is um the love that pours out from you pours into me, and I just feel more unconditionally able to love um, just by your words and your presence and your teaching and your 
generosity of sharing um, the news of love and well, thank and you. All. And so thank you. <laughs> I bow to you for that. I just seriously, um, it's just changing me, and I love it. It's or it, you know, it's bringing that true love in me out just with with all of your teachings, and so. I just look forward to it every time, so I appreciate you coming and sharing with us again. And Thank you. Thank you. I was just... You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And so, um, regarding the aspects that you spoke on, uh-huh. Saturn and Uranus, I was just curious what, um, you know, because I'm not real good on that, how to tell on my chart, what... Um, houses they're in and what tips you might have for me right. um, to guide me as I proceed. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you're 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 quite you're right. We often don't know what what not just what signs I have, but what degrees do I have in these houses. And if I was to point to any one particular alignment that Saturn and Uranus are making in your chart, and they're making it together, in other words, they're moving in that same space. Um, is that you have one of those degrees of Aquarius rising. That's your rising sign. 11 degrees of Aquarius is your rising sign. Um, but you also have a planet at 11 degrees of Scorpio. So here we have both the rising sign being aspected by Saturn and Uranus and your Neptune, which, of course, is the ruler for Pisces. So it's a little complex. Um I would say, can Saturn on the Ascendant and Uranus squaring it says that, yes, I'm in a way, part of me saying is with Saturn on my Ascendant, this is a time to be more responsible in regard to who I am uh, and be more clear about naming what it is that I wish to become now that I'm coming to a point where truly the question for you with Saturn, the first house is the universe is saying to Sandra and for the next several years, who are you? And so you would feel some seriousness about this time that I'm definitely at a turning in terms of defining myself more clearly to myself and then to others. And yet at the same time with Uranus in my third house, knocking into my rising sign, I'm also being asked to to remind myself that in order to continue on this path of self-realization of my identity and image in the world, my mind needs to remain open to some new ideas or thoughts or ways of thinking. So one is saying crystallize and come down to define who you are. Like many of us, people say, who are you? And you say, oh, I live here, I do this, I do that. We have a bunch of things we sort of collect together so other people know who we are. And that's fine and functional and often we don't even think about it. But there comes a time when we need to be more clear or precise and def- definite about who am I? Like, am I this or am I that? You know, And you get to a point where you can just sum up everything you are, so to speak, in a word. Like for me, uh, I would say my word, uh, and people say, who are you? I'd say, I'm a seer. That's the identity. And you might say, oh, I'm a creator or I'm a dreamer. I mean, whatever. You don't have to have a word. It could just it could be a sentence <laughs> or it could be a paragraph. It could be doesn't have to be a word. It could be a song. It, I mean, whatever comes to mind in terms of when the universe says, who are you? You need to be figuring out the answer now. That's the message. Um, and, and it's one of crystallization because of Saturn being clear about what I am at the same time being, being open, um, you know, in regards to the ideas and and understanding that flows into that identity is something that I'm also being, I don't want to be too restrictive, too limited in defining myself. Uranus is saying, no, 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 don't do that. Do make a definite choice that frees you, not limits you, okay? Something to that effect, okay? But this would would say you're you're at a very big turning point. When Saturn's in the first house, which only happens once every 29 years, it's the feeling you're having, and it's, it's just, it's coming about. It hasn't, it's there on the cusp of it right now, and then Saturn doesn't get to your first house exactly until the end of this month, March 29th. 
but it's so close you're feeling it of course um that that you know this is when you realize i'm ending the life i've lived for 29 years i'm starting a new life the next 29 years of my life is starting this year okay oh and also when you said um the 11 degrees of scorpio Mm-hmm. That's my um that's your Neptune. And, well no you no your Scorpio's on your midheaven but your but the planet that's at the 11th degree of Scorpio is your Neptune and that would mean as Saturn is squaring mm-hmm. your Neptune I need to okay I need to be more clear about my dreams I need to Neptune is the dream and Saturn is reality and so Saturn squaring Neptune says how am I doing in making this dream mm-hmm. come true or how far apart is my dream and my reality? And how can I bring that, them together? Um, do I have to change my dream so I can more have it fit in with the reality? Or do I need to f- move my d- reality along to move closer to my dream? Those questions are front and center with this. At the same time, of course, then there's Uranus opposite your Neptune. <laughs> And so, again, it's you're getting quite a messaging mm-hmm. going on here. And Uranus to Neptune yeah. says, this is a year where, in terms of my perceptiveness, my clairvoyant ability, which is all Neptunian, of seeing through to some deeper reality, um, something is stimulating that very much. But it also may be a little confusing. Um, and I want to be careful about my my intuition all right not that it's i shouldn't use it of course of course i use it but i should realize that there may be some surprises coming um and maybe because i was trying to see something or didn't want to see something like i was talking to the client before other person before and um and and so my 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 i think i'm seeing clearly but actually um i might be so excited about something or stimulated by something like uranus i'm not seeing it clearly um, and so I'm, I'm having sort of an awakening about my clairvoyant ability that says the only way this can work is if I really free myself from any and all prior, previous presumptions or wants or desires. Uh, I have to be really open here uh, in, a, in a positive way, not in a way that I'm vulnerable, but open in the sense I'm not coming into it with a, a set experience or expectation um for it to work okay this this is just all like taking my breath away because recently um somebody asked me will you be my spiritual advisor and i i thought no because i'm i'm not an advisor and and then i thought what am i and the word healer came to mind and I thought how I'm working so hard to heal myself that maybe I am a healer and I could help others. And so I just graduated the Reiki training. Uh-huh. And so but I still have this weird thing that like I'm kind of scared about it or like it's not okay or, or I have this weird thing with this healer word. And I don't know if it's from a past life or mm. if I... Uh, I just start trembling right now if I'm just scared to really step into the power of it. I don't want to hurt anyone. Well, well, sure. No, I mean, healing. Yeah, yeah. But again, the the healing, obviously, it says most healers have gone on a healing journey that brought them to both the awareness of how one does that as well as then having those now, that knowledge and experience that can then help others with this. And not that... Um, not that the other person won't be instrumental in their own healing, of course, and there could be many healers working with any one person too at any time, but I can make a contribution perhaps, but I definitely need to feel, um, that I am, am proceeding with that understanding as it says, first do no harm and, and so be cautious and careful. And, and that's true. You have cancer on your sixth house of health and healing and your moon is in your first house of self. So I would have said, right, in your very, if you had a reading with me, your first reading, well, of course you're here in a healing journey. You're here to be a healer. That doesn't mean you literally take on the title of a healer in the classical sense of the term, you know, 
people are healers who don't do that officially. <laughs> they're helping their friends and loved ones and they're working in an ordinary job, mm -hmm. but everybody comes to them for guidance and advice or help or whatever. And mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't require hanging out a shingle and, you know, and, and having hours or something to be involved in the work. And maybe it's more comfortable just to do it casually and get a feel for it and then see if it, other people keep coming and asking for it. it says, oh, this is becoming something as opposed to going out with the objective of being something too definite yeah. to start, you know, I, I, I always would proceed yeah. carefully, um, you know, um, yeah. but certainly if you feel drawn to it and, and enjoy it um, when for yourself and then think you have something to offer others, like with that friend who said, can I, you be my teacher? You might come back and say, no, I'm, yeah. I can't, I don't think I should be your teacher, but I'm more than happy to study with you. Maybe we could learn, you know, like, you know, people, okay. we could, you know, share, like we could both read a book or study a book and then talk about what we thought about that and how it, you know, that'd be something where I, I'm not like, we're all students and, and, and we're all teachers. So we could be yeah. students together yeah. and teach each other. That would be, that would be possible, um, I would think. Okay. Yeah. That's how I feel. Good. And so thank you so much. Okay. I appreciate you. Thank you, Sandra. Right. Thank you. You're very... Okay. Okay. Aloha. Okay. Great. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Here we've got somebody um, who looks like they've been holding a long time. And let me call on this person. Hi, your area code 530. Who's this? Hi, Bill. This is Annie. Annie. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Uh, which Annie? Yeah, I, which Annie? Oh, okay. Oh, Annie. Okay. Uh, I think I know which Annie. Let me look There's, at my database. My here. birthday is 4865. Hold on. 4865. Um, you might yes, have yeah, it under my last name. And I, I do. I know I found it because I, I went. I search. I search by date um, because it's like I have most oh. people. Most people give me their first name, and then I look and I can't find it because you've given me your last name. So <laughs> then I, I then I jump to you looking at date of that date. So here you are. Okay, I've got you. April eighth, sixty five. How are you? Mm hmm. Well, it's. I mean, your um, discussion was fascinating, and being a 45-year cycle, it, it feels a little daunting, like, you know, perhaps the rest of your life cycle. Um, <laughs> well, so well, well, it's, it we've, we've, we've gone through, we've gone, saying, we, um, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, sorry. Uh, fear of being free and rooted, like that, out of everything you said, that stuck out the most, being free and rooted. Um, yeah. And so, I guess what I've, they both sound good to me. Like, that sounds good. So I'm wondering what I might be working through right now because there's been an um, overshadowing of um, fear and procrastination and stagnation um, happening. Mm. So what can I learn from my chart to really um, move into this free and, and rootedness? And um, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Away from the reaction and the fear, right? You know, but not go crazy with like outright rebellion. <laughs> well, well, you might you might have noticed when I mentioned the years that we had these alignments exact, like Saturn with Uranus in opposition, was your year 1965. So you are one of those people oh. born with Saturn exactly opposite Uranus, and so this is one of the principal drivers of your life. You could argue is this whole thing I just talked about. How do we hold together, reconcile our need for preservation and innovation, being drawn to the new, but revering the old, all these things, they're right at the center of your chart, uh, so to speak. So it is your question um, it, throughout your whole life, how you understand that and work with that. In terms of what's presently happening in your chart, um, Saturn's moving through your fifth house right now. 90 um, seconds. And we're going to ignore that sound because we're going to, we'll talk beyond the, when it, the show ends to finish you at least. Um, and, and Uranus is in your eighth house. And that's, that's sort of tying together the house of, of love and the house of union which is the fifth house of creativity, self-expression, and love, and the eighth house of joint ventures, combinations, and unions. And so here it's exactly asking you the question, 
how do I, you know, show my love and, and be free to be myself in loving myself and being myself, but also have these deep and abiding and, and, and supportive unions in my life. And we often think that when we're joined with somebody in a very deep way, well, then I'm held in some ways back because I can't do or be everything or what I want to do because I've got to be with them and think about them. But in fact, when we're in a healthy, positive, mutually understood union and we see each other truly, then we know that that union is our support for enabling us to go out and stretch ourselves more as a creator or as a leader and in our love, that actually the two are necessary to each other, that your support of me or my support of you is the very way in which we free one another. So we got to get our heads around the notion that, you know, oh, if I'm alone, I'm perfectly free. And I say, no, that's when you're perfectly alone. (laughs) The only freedom you'll ever have is when you're in a right relationship with someone who really sees you and says to you, Annie, just be that. And you, likewise to them, of course, would need and must say, oh, so-and-so, just be that for me. Be more of that to me. You know, we, we, we liberate each other in a true love, mm. but many of us go into love, you know, fearfully in a, in a, in a control or, or possessive kind of way. And it's why it fails. We don't understand how to love because um, we don't yet feel that unconditional love within us that frees us. Um, and we're all working on this, believe me, and there's very few who have reached the heights wow. of this, but we all know this is the key, is that if I get caught in that false choice of freedom or relationship, I'll never have a relationship and I really will never be free. <laughs> uh, so the only way is to go through it and say, I wanna, I'm going to deeply commit to you. You're the one. And now I'm free, literally, as, as it frees you. So it's, it's remarkable and to figure these things out, but that's how most spiritual truths are in fact paradoxical. That's why Jesus spoke in parables to break up thinking that was either or and show that, no, we have to go through that. And all, all teachers do that. All spiritual teachings, you know, are there to break your mind from its, its self, you know, limitation and open it up to a wider consciousness. So this is where it's working on you this year. I wish to express myself more fully. I'm being tested in terms of love. And to do that, I'm trying to see how it is that I can have the experience of freedom because of this deep commitment or union or joint venture with another. Okay? Okay. That was my morning meditation on pretending I was in this um, mutual fulfilling loving relationship with some that's what my whole morning meditation was so well there you I'm go so grateful for your <laughs> does my chart show any like any dates that would be auspicious for meeting someone that would be a good um person for this well what's 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 driving your story right now uh, inwardly is your progress moon has been for the last six seven months in leo but it's also the last six, seven months, it's been in the 11th house of friendship and companionship and community. So the active area of your life that says, you know, focus upon this, and many things will happen is, you know, be with your friends, go to social activities once they open up more and functions that you enjoy, like whether you like to be in, in, in nature or go to parks or museums or whatever you love to do, go out and be and do and be with people you love being with and doing things you love to do. And that's how you'll meet your companion or companions in life, right? That's you and your mm-hmm. chart, your chart really does say that you have this proclivity to meet your partners through friends or have a partner start as a friend and become more than a friend or a person who was my lover end up being my best friend. Those kind of things go back and forth in your chart. So it's, it's not, it's kind of nice that now the moon's in that 11th house, activating that very house of friendship and companionship. So that would be one thing that you'd certainly would want to be doing right now. Okay. 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 Thank you, Bill. You're a master. Well, thank you. I just keep learning and uh, I keep sharing, but thank you. I'm, I'm still, I'm, as they say, what was that, that saying? I have my, my, my refrigerator here from Michelangelo. I'm still learning. And I think that's a, I think that's a good motto for 
all of us. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel blessed on the learning process with you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll all stay together, and I'll be back on in the next week or two with another show, okay? Okay, take care, Bill. Okay, Annie, be well. Take care. I'll talk to you later. You Bye. Too. Bye. Bye. Okay, everybody, I'll do another show in a week or two. I'll see, and I wish you all the very best, and hopefully a great and beautiful spring is on the way for all of us. Bye for now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.